JoeBertigan.com, this podcast segment with Moth and Little Moth, Roger Miller and his son Eric Miller, brought to you by Munster Service Center. Let's talk about, let's go into the into the 90s, into the 2000s. So, Roger, you had kind of hung up re- announcing at this point, right, right by up, then? Yeah, hung up announcing. Did you flag yet at this yes, point? Yes, I, I was flagging. I flagged at Chilton after that whole uh, October classic that Randy had that I started flagging. <clears throat> right. I started flagging at Chilton then, and I was dabbling at uh, uh, Daryl Dodd hired me to work Manitowoc. Oh, well, the old mile. Expo. He did that, that for a year. Yeah, did he promote yeah. that with, with uh, Bill Fitzgerald, I, I think? I believe it was, but I know Daryl paid me. Right. Away, so yeah. Daryl right. was my boss, but I flagged up there too, so... In the meantime, the old half mile. So, yeah, so, so, so late, so late 19, 90s, yeah, where are you so at? 1997 um, was his last year at, at Plymouth, and I worked with Pat Moore at Manitowoc for John Quiddick. So, John. That was a disaster. So that was John, a disaster and a half. I worked for John Quiddick one night. I, I got a story there. And, and, I, re- and, and, I, replaced, oh. and I replaced you that. Yes. That there. So, oh, God. So, in, in that situation, our <laughs> PA booth was literally I a construction trailer <laughs> with two windows. <laughs> And a uh, and a basement door, three feet from the racetrack, six feet below the flag stand, right on the right on the front stretch. I mean, literally, if a modified would have gone over the fence, it was would bad. have landed right on top of the PA booth. Yeah, but at least so, it was a trailer. But at least it was a trailer, right? But, yes. But so I announced at Manitowoc that '97 season. What's Patrick doing these days? Any idea? Pat's still doing TV. I think down in the Chicago area. He is. Yeah, okay. I haven't talked to him in probably 20 years. Oh wow. Okay. But. Uh, but we, so that was 97th for me. I was a senior in high school. I just graduated high school from Sheboygan South. Again, full-time radio. You know, this was my Sunday night gig because we raced Sunday nights. Right. And then uh, I uh, started announcing at Chilton. Oddly enough, I replaced you as well. Yep. yep. At Chilton from, from 98 through 2002 at right. Chilton. Uh, and then I dabbled in that time frame. I, uh, I had partnered up with somebody, and we bought a limited late model. Right. And... Um, we ran, I think I ran one lap of qualifying at Plymouth the 99 season in the late model, realized I could not drive the car. Sure. I could not get it up to speed. I, I didn't like the way the clutch was. The owner of the car and I, just we had kind of a falling out, so we said, look, let's put Rick Header in the car. So, uh, oh, there you Rick go. the Header had. We put Header in the car, and we won Rookie of the Year at Manitowoc. Nice. Um, that, that 99 season. But I was working with the IRA for Steve Sinclair. Absolutely loved my time with the IRA. Oh, Joe, yeah. That was at Joe Rose time of, of doc, you know, of dominance. But you had guys like Donnie Gaden, and Donnie was one of those guys that really kind of had an opportunity to go big time sprint car racing with with caravan trailers, and that deal just kind of fell through at the at the end. Right. Uh, but he was one of those guys that could have easily gone on and oh, been sure. really big, kind of like Bill Baylock today. Oh right. Uh, Donnie was in in the, in kind of that position back then, but. So I was with the IRA for, for a couple of years. I announced at Chilton uh, for that time frame. Dad was flagging at, at, at Chilton uh, the early 2000s. And then uh, I had a family. So I, I, you know, we sold our race car and, and raised the kids for a couple of years. And then right around 2007, rumblings started happening. Uh, you know, you hear that, you know, did you hear Eastern Wisconsin stock cars is going to be done? I'm like... Well, I, I can't imagine that, but what's going on? And so back then, remember, Eastern is still at Plymouth at this time, and right? Still, and and they 06 still, or 07. Still, and, and at that point, they had kind of four divisions. They had the, the four cylinders, right? Uh, the Mighty Fours, and then you had the Super Stocks, which was kind of the, the next generation of the, the the hobby stock. So you had you could do everything with the Super Stock that you could with a Grand National, except have weight jacks. Right. So the Superstock guys could run Chilton on Friday night, 
but could only have weight jacks in the back. You couldn't put weight jacks in the front. But sure. you had to run the Grand National tire. You couldn't, you know, and then the Grand Nationals, when they would come to Plymouth. And so much for working together on rules, right? So, right? so the Grand Nationals, when they would come to Plymouth, couldn't run with the super stocks. They had to run with the sportsman cars. Oh, geez. So that was, so the, the writing was kind of on the wall where you started to have <clears throat> Eastern Wisconsin for the lack of better term, pissing off the locals. And at that time, just so our listeners know, Eastern was still running the super mods and the sportsmen, which were... At that were, time were limited late models by but, that But point. they were dinosaurs of a car for yeah, the right. most part. I mean, most Other than the Chilton Fellow Special. The D word is what Eric got fired. So I said, okay. that the modi- I said that the modifieds, and so going back to the radio show in 1998, I said that these dinosaurs, there's nobody left to build them. Talking about the super modifieds. Super modifieds. Right. What are we going to do in 5, 10 years? Yes. Now we're... Nine and a half years later, coming into the 2007 season, and the Sheboygan County Fair Board says, we're done with Eastern Wisconsin. They're going to go away. We're going to promote our own races. Wow. And so the, 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 the genesis of what I said at 19 years of age came true. Right. It was the right thing to say, but the entirely wrong time to do it. Now, right. I, I was saying it prior to yeah, that. Right. It was no oh, right. But, but keep in mind, I was 19 at the time, and who knows better than you know a 19-year-old kid knows way more than his dad does, right? Right. So, so in, in that in that situation, looking back, I was right. Right. But it was the wrong time to bring it up. I hadn't built the clout. I hadn't built the respect that he had built over 27 years. Sure. I wasn't going to have that, even though everybody knew me. And I'd been announcing races for four or five years. Nobody cared what a 19-year-old kid had to think. To piggyback on that real quickly, um, there were some times in like 07, 08, 09, when Eastern was running their show at Expo, and Plymouth was still running. I filled in a few nights, I think, for Bill Rood at Expo, and and I'm not kidding you, there weren't a couple hundred people in the stands. And I I saw the writing on the wall, I'm like, my God, there'd be like 11 mods, super mods, 10 mods. I'm like, this can't, it's not sustainable, you know? When, when, when PDR took over, which is the fair board at Plymouth, they called me. They wanted me to come back and announce. Sure. By that time, I said no because I, I couldn't. I couldn't promise myself to be there every Saturday because of the go kart thing that There's, I had going on with my son. Rob. Right. Right. And so they said, "Well, would you come back and do like pit reporting and just interview the winners in the infield <clears throat> whenever yeah. you can be here? Come and you know they sure. do." I said, "Sure." So I ended up. I ended up doing that. Yeah. And then I was there for that almost half a year, and then the flagman there. That was flagging. He was going to Knoxville that year. Who was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was uh, Jimmy Lubach, I think. Okay. And uh, I, I got a call. At, hey, can you substitute flag? I know you're flagging. Can you flag sure. this date? I said, Yeah, I don't have a go kart race that weekend. I come in and flag. So sure. I flagged that weekend. And uh, that next Monday, I got a call saying, Hey, don't forget to bring your flags on Saturday. So well, what do you mean? I, he was only supposed to be gone for one week. Knoxville's only a one weekend deal. And oh, right. Weekend deal. And then. That's how I got started flagging at Plymouth. That's wow. Uh, so, so about a year or two after that, so 2008-9, uh, they asked me to come and work with George Bauman. At Plymouth. So George, so at Plymouth. So, so are 360s in place yet so three there? Six, so okay. 360s are in play now. Late so models. 360s, late models. <coughs> because hey, because let's uh, for our listeners, Hales Corner Speedway to the south had closed oh, up yeah, shop. They, and they so built the Menard store at the Hills Corner Speedway. Yes, right they now. did. And then a lot. there were still a lot of those Milwaukee-based late model teams <laughs> Which then Plymouth became their Saturday home. So right? Bill, Bill Bailing brought, brought him. Bill yes. Bailing brought him down. The WDLMA, right? Right. right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So you had the MSA sanctioning with the sprint cars with the 360s. WDLMA sanctioning for the late models. Now Plymouth Dirt Track Racing still continues to call them their late models, their sprint cars. But the antithesis of that is you know those rule sets from the MSA and what is now Dirt Kings. Right. Uh, you know the but that 
the racing was fantastic. And then Grand National Division at that point was just absolutely flourishing. You had 35, 40 Grand Nationals, and you wow. had guys like Bradley J.J. Miller, Brad the Bullet Dahmer. You had guys that were three-wheeling these Grand National cars around oh, the yeah. racetrack. This is before what I would term killing the racetrack occurred at right. Plymouth. They had, you know, from, from a safety standpoint, they absolutely had to enclose the racetrack. They had to take away some of the pit entrances because, right. you know, Lord knows we've had plenty of impacts in the in the, in the, for in our the list, corners. Just so our listeners, uh, Plymouth is, is literally located in a residential. I mean, I remember announcing a couple times there late in the year, the houses are like right outside oh, yeah. of there. It's right, right yeah, there. The houses right in the back stretch, one, yeah. one and two. And it's really kind of neat now. I mean, over the years, people have really gone and built up a, a, a viewing stand Dex, in their back. Right. They're, they're, just, they're just for the racetrack. They're, right. they're like, like two stories. And then, you know, one guy's got a, a, a PVC pipe that they put cans down, goes into a can holder. Oh, and then he's got a PVC pipe to put your cigarette butts down, goes into a sandbox. You know I, mean? I mean, people have really, wow. really worked this out, you know. But, you know, at, at this time, you know, the late the late 90s into the, the 2000s and then into the early, you know, after aughts. But, you know, the you look at the, the, the racing itself, I announced there for about four or five years. And then, you know, I, I just decided to kind of stop again where, you know, I was working a lot of hours uh, at my day job and being gone every Saturday night for my kids, again, was starting to really wear on me. Oh, and, we, could, we could have a whole podcast yeah, uh, on the sacrifice with this sport. We, well, We've all been there. Yeah. You, know. you know, And then and then uh, Eastern Wisconsin called uh, probably about 2013, 2014, and we mended fences. Right. And I went back, and I was on the board of directors for, uh, for a year and a half. Um, and then uh, the, the odd thing about that was that I was a, a big proponent of the sprint cars and it kind of seemed to have a little bit of a war with the late models and Friday nights was was hard for the sprint cars especially the 360s because Manitowoc was so much faster than Plymouth right and, and it was just really hard on motors especially how well that racetrack was put together right um, you know uh, Mark Petrie and, and John Teener did the track at the expo at Manitowoc uh, in, in the last couple of you know probably last five to ten years that that Eastern was at Manitowoc uh, before going to Seymour but that racetrack was one of the best in the in the state. Sure, seventy-five feet wide, top to bottom, you could run anywhere, and it built a cushion, and you could you could run. It was still tacky at the end of the night, but it was smooth. And, right, and that's that's really what guys want is the smoothness, you know, of the racetrack. You know, um, I tell you, Manitowoc, I announced there when it was the half mile, uh, early nineties. That city never supported that track, I, and no. we, that could be a whole other you, podcast. You can't, you episode. can't draw from the fish. No, you I can't. Be very honest. I'll just tell you one quick story. I know we're running short on time in this, yep. in this episode, but I had a guy that I worked with at Kohler Company said I was going up to 141 to announce again. He says, "You go all the way up north to <laughs> announce," and I go, "What do you mean way up north? It's just north of Manitowoc. You live in Manitowoc. That's way up north. Why would you go do that?" That's you. We took a poll, and I would say 80 percent of the people that were in the stands when Eastern ran at 141, they were from Sheboygan County. Wow. With that, we'll pause at this one. We'll talk to you next week.